in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the shoeless Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> yeah. Just I, uh, kick your kick your shoes off, Glenn. Hey, man. Relax. They don't have laces. It's really easy. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I'm still wearing socks. Well, that matters. Good. Yeah. I was actually... we. <laughs> I had a roommate who had a, he had a mutual friend. Well, not a mutual friend. He was his friend, mostly. But he would come over. He's kind of a big, you know, guy. He'd come over and he'd just... He'd be there for a while. He'd take off his shoes, and he'd take off his socks, and he'd like put them. You know, it's not like it's. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little weird. I some people stop playing yeah. with his feet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I won't do that. Well, you'd, well, you'd be welcome to my house. Yeah, yeah. Gotta be weirded out myself. If I, uh, yeah, it's always a little bit weird. At least some of the people like in our office used to do that. Just pop their shoes off and walk around. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. I do that at my desk. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But not like try to uh, like walk around like that. Just, mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes you got to pop the shoes off. That's right. Um, speaking of doing what we got to do, Glenn. That's right. We are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Gentleman.com, uh, as described by Wikipedia, mm-hmm. is wait. Let's pull up the, the Wikipedia. The manliest right? site in the world, according to Wikipedia. Well, that's only we can't. We can't, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a social network site, <laughs> a social networking site for sharing links, photos, and videos. Okay. So the official definition um, from Wikipedia. And it's sit around on the idea of finding, sharing, and collecting, quote, manly content. Okay. Well, then now we know. Now we know what our site's all about. We finally have a direction. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, if you go to Wikipedia, one, one kind gentleman member decided to... Uh, Completely unaffiliated with us in any way. Well, he told us he was going to do it. Right. After the fact. After he did it that we didn't know about. He he wanted to fact check some things. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. You know. A wonderful fellow. I won't give his name away in case he doesn't want it. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're on gentlemen. We're on, yeah. We're, <laughs> I mean, we're on. Yeah. Yeah. Wikipedia's on gentlemen. That's right. It's kind of a big deal mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So. Wikipedia. Now they're just using our name to get big, I think. Yeah. I mean, Everybody's got their hand out, you know? Mm-hmm. Start a site like Gentleman, all of a sudden, you know. Everyone wants a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia. What's uh, next? Yeah, I don't know. Google? Yeah, Start probably. showing up on Google, probably. Yeah. Search Gentleman and Jerks. Google. Jerks. Yeah. Anyway, Glenn. Well, let's move on. I'm getting, I'm getting upset here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can send us a letter. Mm. We're very fine and polite letter writers. Yes. Um... And if you send us a letter, send it to the gentleman mailbag at P.O. Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. Uh, we will get your letter. We will receive it. We will put it up on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know is the Hall of Fame. It's a lovely Hall. And Hall. Um, and a Hall. And I said Hall. Mm-hmm. It, it's very important to pronounce it. It's like Dutch. Yeah. It's a Dutch uh, term for it's, yeah, that. For, for the Hall slash Chamber. Hall. <laughs> uh, and we'll talk about your your letter on the Gentleman Podcast, and uh, we might uh, send you a little token mm. in return mm-hmm. for uh, supporting the podcast. And if you can't do that, you can send us an email. But but I mean, we may or may not send a reply. We back. get lots of emails every day. Yep. We so spam. Yep. Lots of spam. Mm-hmm. Lots of people with kickstarters. Yes. Which some of them are great. Some most of them are terrible. Most of them not. We get press releases about the weirdest things mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with gentlemen. That's right. Um, so anyway, what else? Oh, oh right. The email well, is 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 just a vast wasteland. <laughs> You're better off going with a good old tried and true U.S. Postal Service. Send a letter to us at PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four, and good things will happen to you. That's right. It's just you and Michael Dell in our box. That's right. Michael Dell sends us letters regularly mm-hmm. to remind us of his uh, sales that he's doing. Yeah. So that's that's good. Very kind of him. Um, but yeah, good things will happen to you and yours if you send a letter to the Gentleman Podcast. <laughs> that's a that's a bold statement, I'm right? Just saying, it's good karma. It can't be wrong. It can't be bad. No, bad well, things can't. Could be bad. 
Yeah. We can't make any guarantees here. Okay. Anyway, uh, you can also visit us over on Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. You know, blah 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 blah, like every other site on mm-hmm. the internet. Uh, Ashley Madison. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look me up. Do not search Brian. McKin- there probably is some Brian McKinney on there. It's not me. It's not me. I'm sure. Honest. I promise. We're sure. No. <laughs> Did you see? It's like I don't remember the exact number. It's like for every for, for every ten thousand men, there are like five actual females on the oh, site. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, man. You're lucky you have a name like you're lucky you have a name like Lynn Stansberry because yeah. Brian McKinney is actually a pretty common name. Oh, there's a lot of okay. There's a lot of Brian McKinney's out there. That's true. Also, a good cover. You know, yeah. It wasn't me. Right. It was just a guy named Brian McKinney. You can't. Isn't there some clothes designer or something named? I think yeah. Brian McKinney. Yeah. Yeah. I think because my my website is brianmckinney.net. I think brianmckinney.com is like some clothing like a uh, clothing designer. Yeah. Huh. So. Or maybe it's me, and I just... That's my company, Brian McKinney Fashion. Brian, com. Yeah. I haven't looked at that site in a while. Um, anyway, Glenn, I'm getting off track here. I gotta, We're I, out in the tall grass. Well, i got to go look at com. <laughs> There's also Brian McKinney, the... I think he played for the Vikings. He's like a huge lineman. Isn't that Bryant McKinney? Bryant McKinney, okay. Maybe. I don't and know. the McKinney is I-E at the end. Oh, weird. Not the e, not the Y. Like, wow. what, E-Y? Yeah, E-Y. Brian McKinney is uh, just all over the place. Yeah. So if if there's one that does something good, yep. then it's me. If not, if then it's, it's on Ashley Madison, not. it's right. not that Brian right. sitting here. If you see me in the police blotter, it's not me. <laughs> it's just somebody named Brian McKinney. Let's get that straight. That's right, Brian. Anyway, Glenn. Well, um, well while you're looking up brianmckinney.com, uh, do you want me to talk about this week's drink of the week? Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. Um, so I went out on a limb here. I had a friend in town, and uh, while he was in town, we picked up a few six-packs and had you know some cigars a few nights in a row. And while we were doing that, one of these, uh, these six-packs that floated by was a, um, a Kansas brewery, mm. Brian, a Kansas brewery in the middle of nowhere, and I said, I got to try it. Yeah. Got to give Kansas some love here. We've only got a couple of Kansas breweries we talk about. Mm-hmm. We know we're actually three or four, actually, now. We know three. that there's one in Manhattan. It's called Tallgrass. Tallgrass. Free State here in Lawrence. Free State Boulevard. Is that in Kansas City, Kansas? Boulevard's in Missouri. Missouri. Okay. Uh, so they're dead to us. They um, are. Mm-hmm. Then, so then we also have the Hayes, Kansas Brewery. Oh, yeah, but I don't think we've had Gold Medal Brewery. Is that what it's called? No, like I don't remember. It's bad. We should know we, this. I don't know if we've actually reviewed it. I but, think we have. We did it. Well... Regardless, we're adding another one to the list, and this is Kansas Territory Brewing Company out of Washington, Kansas, which is really close to the Nebraska border. Um, and uh, so I tried a couple. I sampled a couple. Um, fortunately, I only did like the you know the mix and match pack, so I tried one of, of the one we're going to review, and I also tried their pale ale. And the pale ale tasted like um, dog urine. Very pale. Very pale and very uriny. Mm. Um, Interesting. It was interesting. Would have been kind. Mm. It tasted. It was bad. Okay. I. It really ruined a lot of things. Actually. Really. So, yeah. My cigar for oh. one. My mood mm. for the other. Yeah. Uh, but I did manage to try another beer, and it is their breakfast brown ale, which we're going to be sampling tonight. And I had had I had cigars and other beers alongside this, so it wasn't a good like honest. Yeah, you know, true. Things start tasting differently after yeah. certain things. You prime the pump, you know. You're, yeah. Things are gonna taste different. So I wanted to give it a really, a really thorough look tonight. Okay. Um, so we'll be we'll be sampling Kansas Territory Brewing Company's Time Portal Breakfast Brown Ale. Now, Brian, you may ask, what is the give us the particular so we can rate it right. um, with science? Yes, and. We don't have much science to go by this time because there's literally they don't have a they don't have a website. There's no information anywhere. I just they have a website listed on their bottles, but the website is not built yet. It, it is dead. It is apparently GoDaddy built it. Hmm. Oh, I've heard of GoDaddy. Um, yeah, but we do know that uh, it's a beer. breakfast brown ale. Yeah. So there's going to be very little hops, which is good for us. Look, we bought this beer in good faith mm-hmm. that we'd be able to pull up their website on the internet and view the statistics, the particulars of the beer. This whole beer, is, let's just get it right out of the way. This whole beer company is very sketchy because 
I, I when I picked up the box, I about broke it because oh, it's, it's like got the cheap... it's like paper. Yeah, you know, it's a really cheap box. Do you notice the 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 bottle Ooh, caps here are like unbranded. the bottle caps I use when I bottle my beer? Yeah. Um, hmm. and same kind of bottles actually. So, yeah. But interestingly, we have on the bottle and a date, which is two weeks ago when they actually bottled this. So it's okay, fresh. So it's very sourced. fresh. Mm-hmm. So it's got that going for it. Okay. So to review, percentage alcohol, no idea. Hops, unknown. But probably low. Probably low. Price eight ninety nine for a sixer, so a little tad high, but especially for, I mean they did they skimped on packaging, so the beer yeah, better. I was just gonna say they're like <laughs> packaging's no good. There's no website. They've got a Facebook page, which actually, frankly, is probably worse than yeah, not having one. We got we got nothing. We're flying blind here. Yes, but what we do have going for us is our taste buds. That's true. It's true, bud. So, um, well, we should uh, let's pop this drink open. It? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know, I was gonna say the um, the other brewing company that we were talking about in Hayes, Kansas, is called Defiance Brewing Company. Ah, and we did sample their stuff because I remember talking about Hayes Oktoberfest, what we were talking about um, mm. there. So Defiance Brewing, and I believe we liked it. Okay, if I remember correctly. So they, I think it was like a was it a yep. like a Scotch ale or something they, like that? Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, I want to say that was. And, they, and their slogan was a bit... We're, we're talking more about Defiance than the other. Oh, yeah. The I remember gutch. this. The Gutch. That's the right. Gutch. The Gutch, which is, yes. <laughs> I don't the, remember. An English-style ale. That's what it is. I thought, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mild english style. Okay. So, sorry. I just had to get that out of the way. But, um, anyway, let's... let's Yeah. We're talking more about Defiance than we are the Kansas Territory. Kansas yeah. Territory. Time Porter. Chills, bro. Ch- chills. Chills. <laughs> chills, bro. Chills, Chills, bro. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. It's good. That actually would be good for breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's like I might coffee. have one tomorrow morning. Yeah. Before I head into to work. Kind of syrupy. Put on your pancakes is what you do, folks. <sighs> yeah, you really could. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this is good. So here we are talking all bad about them, and they come and smack us in the face with their delicious beer. That is that is, that is tasty. That's, yeah, this is a good one. This, I think they should stick to this and not the pale ale. Based don't, on, yeah, don't. Based uh, on our conversations. Don't branch out. Just keep perfecting that brown breakfast ale. Man, this is... Yeah. It's got to be hard for brewers to focus on stuff because there's so many different kinds of beer. They all want to do all the different kinds. Yeah. You need to pick like three. Mm-hmm. And just focus on those three until you've mastered the taste of them. And then you can move on to other stuff. Or if one of them sucks, two. <laughs> Tallgrass, I remember Tallgrass had an original uh, wheat ale mm-hmm. that... It wasn't a nail. Sorry. It was just a wheat beer. Mm-hmm. And it sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And they they retooled it. They went back and came out with the Halcyon wheat, which is actually really good. So sometimes you just got to... Redemption. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you just got to destroy to build. That's right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's true, Brian. There are no <sighs> sacred cows. So anyway, speaking of destroying, Glenn, let's mm. go ahead and uh, get into mm. this the rating for this beer, which we can base... On no information, no information whatsoever. whatsoever, other than the price. We know it's eight ninety nine, and our taste. We buds. can we can infer that the hops are very low. I don't taste any, so it's probably like five. Maybe. Yeah, very low hops, and the alcohol by volume. I based on my taste, my taste buds. I believe it's about five percent. Five. That's good. That's good five point two maybe. It's between five <laughs> and five point two, based on what I can taste here. Finely tuned. Uh, Mm. Alcohol meter five point one five five point must be one five five point one five. Um, so okay, so if we do that, what what are you feeling like rating for this beer should be? I think it's a solid seven point six. Yeah, I was gonna go the seven eight. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty. That's pretty it's solid. Not bad. Yeah, that's it's pretty good. Solid. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like we, a credit score, right? If we knew, see, the thing is, if we knew the actual stats, that might swing it a little bit. You, you know might. what I mean? So, if they would have had a website that told me how much alcohol in it, maybe there's like nine percent alcohol in there, and I'd be like, "Wow, this is this is pretty this stout is beer, pretty for, amazing." Yeah, for eight ninety nine, and that would have like maybe how pushed them up for a few. Breakfast? Yeah, but anyway, so we're just gonna based on that. For, I always say seven eight. You said seven six. Let's go ahead and uh, let's just type this into the MTS computer. With the information that we have, I'm like I said, we're going to start with the 899, which we know for sure. Mm-hmm. Low hops, so I'm just going to put in 10 
hops. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah, that's good. And then 5.15% alcohol, as I, I will officially say that this beer has 5.15% alcohol. Okay. So, I, okay. And when, you know, once people know that I declared that, then, you know, there's sure. there's a lot of leg- legitimacy behind it. It's like mm-hmm. Wikipedia for a gentleman. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, hmm. <sighs> anyway, I, I don't need to get into my credentials, but mm-hmm. let's just suffice <laughs> to say I'm very well versed in beer. Small yang. Um, <laughs> Anyway, would that be a job? Yeah, that would be. I would, I would enjoy that job too much, probably. It would probably be a bad thing, actually. <laughs> um, okay, Glenn. Well, the uh, the the print off just came off the MTS computer. Okay. okay. Um, the uh, MTS computer official score for this beer is a seven point seven. Whoa! Whoa! So, yeah, it still came through in the clutch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we had to we had to just kind of eyeball some numbers, but look, it worked. You know what I mean? And that seems about right. We we had no... It's like I said. We bought the spear in good faith, assuming that we would be able to turn to the internet to find the information about the beer that we were drinking, and that was just not so. So, if I had to say anything about to, to these people, this uh, Kansas Territory Brewing Company, it's mm-hmm. like, make your cardboard boxes better, because you don't want people dropping them, because that's not going to help you at all. If I tried to one-hand that sucker, yeah, pavement felt like it was about to fall apart in your hands. Second... Get a website that talks about your beer. Yes. Not Facebook. That doesn't count. No. An actual website. My grandma can have Facebook. Yeah. And that's her quote-unquote website. Right. You don't have a website. If you're a brewing company, you got to have a website. I got high, I got high hopes for these guys. I, I like good. this beer. You know what else, Brian? This also validates my... my. Okay, I, I was a little fearful. I was like, you know, maybe, maybe things are a little off. You know, maybe yeah. my mouth can't be trusted. Right. Oh yes, it can. Yeah, no, this is good. I like it. I think it's. I think it's solid. So, pick up some Kansas Territory beer if you're in the Midwest in the Kansas area. I think it's probably in Kansas liquor stores only. Closer to Nebraska. Uh, and it's yeah. Get don't get the pale ale. Get the uh, no. Get the time portal. It seems like those lighter minute. beers are harder to do. Like you, could, there's a little bit more wiggle room when you do stouts and yeah, brown ales and mm. stuff like that. When you start doing lagers and pilsners and yeah, pale ales, you got to be real careful about IPAs. It. There's just so many more things that you can twist in there to like make it taste a certain way. You know yes. what I mean? Like orange peel and all this citrus stuff and it can go really wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Glenn, I don't know. Let's just, let's move on to some uh, interesting posts from, oh wait, we forgot to look up the Beer Advocate scale score. Oh, so, I just did. Yeah. Right? And there is none. Yeah, which is what my point was. I'm sorry. No, no. I totally. That's fine. <sighs> but another Another search, Brian, yielded a website, which is actually an app, I believe, called Untapped. And this beer has 62, no, 49 ratings. Okay. I don't know what all these numbers mean, actually. 62, 49, 56, (laughs) whatever the... They They also don't know the alcohol by volume or the hops. So we're not alone. Okay. But a lot of people like it. Uh, And they like it to the tune of 7.22. Okay. Well, a little bit low, mustache, but twists. Um, but yeah, uh, this beer is so this this is so fra- this is like you know this is so new on the streets yeah. that even beersnob.com does not have a rating for this beer, which is surprising. They have they have ratings for most beers. What does that tell you? Where that, can you go? We're Mavericks. There's only one place. That's right. Well, anyway, anyway, we won't beat that horse. All right, Glenn. Let's get on to some interesting posts from gentleman.com in the last week or so. And, and boy, we're there. Yeah. Well, actually, last two weeks. We, yeah, last couple weeks. Yeah. Last couple weeks. All right. So, so we have this member on gentleman.com. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a jerk apple. He, well, we uh, can't kick people off the site most of the time, unless they do something really terrible. Right. You know? So we have to put up with a lot of... We put up with this guy, but only because we have to. Right. Um, anyway, this member, Glenn, posted a, an, artic- an, an article... Titled, Fresno Man Rescues Children and Ribs from an Apartment Fire. Yes. Um, now, I was the gunman on the grassy knoll. I posted this. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw the title, and I knew this was going to be good. I just knew it was. I saw the lead image, and it yep. was a guy holding up ribs, right? And he didn't look like he had any burn marks on himself, so mm. I knew the story was going to have a happy ending. Right, right. He got his ribs, and it turns out I was right. In Fresno, California... This this man, um, oh, did they give his name? Robert Wright. 
Robert Wright was cooking ribs at 2.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. As you would. An interesting time to cook ribs. Right. But uh, He said he just woke up in the middle of the night, and he was, he was like, I want some ribs. So he made some ribs. <laughs> the apartment next to him caught on fire. And so what, is, what does Robert do? He, he does what any dad does. He goes and rescues his kids. And he goes and rescues his ribs. In that order. And and I think and then and then he checked to see if there was anybody else. There. Right. <laughs> right. Um he's got a great quote, he says, I thought about my ribs like I didn't want to let my ribs burn and stuff because I take pride in what I do. Yeah. And see that? The world can see it now, Brian. Mm-hmm. Robert is I mean I, if we if we didn't already have a toast for this week. We'd be toasting this guy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I cooked yeah. ribs over the weekend, and it's a labor of love. Mm-hmm. This guy was up to 2.30. Yeah, yeah. I love this second quote that he has here. He says, the only thing I think first, man, make sure the ribs is right. I'm going to enjoy this barbecue, though, man. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. You got you to gotta keep, you know, there's a fire going on. You got to keep your head straight and, and know what the important things are, you know. <laughs> It's like those things you always run through when you think, like, okay, if there was a fire, what would you grab out of your house? You know what I mean? This guy knew. And here's, he acted on it. Here's the other thing, too. Cooking ribs. Ribs are very hot when you're cooking them because they have bones yeah. in them. Mm. So he didn't just, like, grab them with his hands. Yeah. He had to, like, get, get some, some tongs. tongs. Yeah, get some mm. tongs or something. Pick up some tongs. Get some... Get, maybe some saran wrap. Probably got some barbecue sauce. The other thing that's funny about this interview, too, they, they have video of the, the guy... It's from like a, a local news affiliate, and uh, he's holding up the slab of ribs next to him the whole time he's talking about. It. <laughs> so he's got video evidence. So proud. Yeah, he's got video evidence of the ribs. So proud. What he um, needs to do is he's open a, a chain of, of you know like a, a rib restaurant. It's I think like so. Fire, firehouse ribs or well, uh, you know this video went all over the internet. Mm, so and back again. So um, so maybe he's going to get some. Get somebody interested in, in financing some kind of thing like that. I don't know. Well, funny you mentioned fi- financing. Shoot Coincidentally, mm-hmm. I subscribed to a website called AmazingRibs.com. Ah. And the and this guy has we've talked about it on the podcast before. He's been on Gentleman many times, and he sent out an email. He started a GoFundMe account for this guy. Oh. Um, for like thirty thousand dollars. Now it didn't really pan out. I think it's about three thousand. Oh. I don't know how that works. With the fun- if they don't make it, do they get it? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. So it's worth a shot. Yeah. But um, but it, the, basically the premise of this GoFundMe was this man has got his priorities in order. Right. Kids, so. ribs, I'm good. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's like baby pictures and you know birth certificates and yeah, you know, computers. Computer, right. You know that if you ask me that question. I'd be wife, kids, dog, or computer. <laughs> probably, probably the dog. The dog would figure it out. Yeah, I'd probably head for the door. Right. Um, so the computer can't do that. No. And that's, I mean, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Artificial intelligence, though, is coming quite a ways. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Glenn. Well, I hope his GoFundMe gets funded. <laughs> I'd like to see this guy get some money. Go fund him because you know, guy loves his barbecue. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with no, that. There's nothing wrong with that. I agree. I agree completely. Uh, okay, Glenn, let's move on to the next uh, this next hack. And, and this, again, is somebody that we would maybe toast if I hadn't have picked out a toast already. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a great little story about um, a Coast Guardsman that that's bravely saved the lives of a few fishermen. And uh, this was added to our site by Ben Espen, a great gentleman community member that posts great stuff all the time. All the time. And uh, this is a kind of a cool story about... Um, about Darren Harity, who was a member of the Coast Guard, and he went out to on a rescue mission, routine rescue mission that happens if fishermen off the coast get stuck, their boat gets destroyed, they fly out in a helicopter to go rescue him. And what typically happens is they lower the guardsman down uh, from the helicopter. He grabs onto somebody, brings him up, gets him on the helicopter, they fly out. Well, during this mission. The the lift mm-hmm. failed as soon as the guardsman got down to the water, basically. So I guess uh, the superior officer told him that he's just be swimming a lot today, and so he ended up having to swim each individual 
per fisherman, 250 yards. Yeah. I believe. Five foot high waves. And five foot high waves back. And it wasn't just 250 yards to the place. He had to swim them over to the place 250 yards, then yeah. swim back 250 yards, then swim the next person. Four guys total. So that's a lot of yards to be swimming. A lot of, yeah, in, in choppy water, and mm-hmm. there's like oil in the water, and. Yeah. And fumes and stuff. So it wasn't yeah. like ideal swimming pool no, conditions. I don't believe so. Uh, what I thought was cool about this story was, though, that he, he had a really s- scary incident where he, they have to, for training, for he always wanted to be in the Coast Guard. Mm-hmm. And in order to be in the Coast Guard, I guess you have to do some very, pretty severe kind of water training, be very comfortable with, with being underwater and not breathing for a long time and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So they run him through a bunch of tests. Anyway, he has to train to be underwater for a certain amount of time without breathing. And during some of his training, um, he actually blacked out and had to go to the hospital and said the only thing he remembers is waking up five days later in the hospital. Um, so he had a very serious problem. And he said that he, you know, he, he thought at that point he wasn't going to be able to make the Coast Guard and it was something he'd always wanted to do. Um, but fortunately, he said like he worked really hard and he got back in it and he, and he, and he made it and lucky for these fishermen uh, mm-hmm. that he did make it and came out there and saved their lives. So This guy's uh, a champ. Yeah. I yeah, mean, definitely. I couldn't swim 25 yards, uh, <laughs> much less 1,500 or however many that he had to go through. Man, I love the water. I love swimming. I'm not, by any you know, stretch, a, a, a swimmer, but mm-hmm. I love going out and swimming. And I, could, I couldn't even, the thought of this just makes my head spin. Like... Yeah, it, it, this is this is quite. We should rename. I mean, the the, the texts this week are for heroes, Brian. That's right. We have the rib savior. Mm-hmm. We have the fisherman sailor savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we gonna have next? I don't know. A financial savior. Well, I do a fin exactly a financial savior, Brian. And who is our financial savior? Razorback. <laughs> Razorback, who we all know and love. Has done it again and posted something worthy of mention on the podcast. And mm-hmm. it is the index card with all the financial advice you'll ever need. The Washington Post um, has a... Actually, those the, the, the previous articles from Washington Post, too, mm. um, for what it's worth. But the Washington Post has an article by a um, University of Chicago social scientist, Harold Pollack. And he decided... Um, Financial. Many people struggle with finances. Mm. I think that's a safe assumption in our society. Mm-hmm. People can be stupid with money. Mm-hmm. Not only can they be stupid, there's bad advice floating around. Yeah, there's a lot of bad. Lots advice. of bad advice mm-hmm. floating around, and people try to make things a little bit too uh, too complicated. They yeah. try to try a little too hard. They try to get you know they think they can beat the system, whatever that system is. Mm-hmm. They get a little too cute with their money, and then it's gone. Right. And so this uh, professor or social scientist uh, Harold Pollack made this made this note card, and on this note card it just has uh, it looks like six things maybe I'm just eyeballing it here, but it's max your four hundred one k out or your, your employer match, <clears throat> you know, and it talks about buying um, well diversified and expensive mutual funds. Uh, you know, and it goes to the whole list, save 20% of your money, pay your credit card balance in every, full every month, which you think would be common sense. Mm-hmm. But some people need to hear this, you know. And anyway, this note card has literally everything you need uh, to not be stupid with money. Right. If you followed everything to a T on this note card, mm-hmm. you would be set. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't have any problems. Absolutely. I think that they, they it's kind of a topical thing because of the recent up and down sways in the, in the market of the last week or so. There's the like, a lot of news stories about, you know, when to sell, what to sell, how mm-hmm. to sell, you know, yeah. different securities and stuff like that. So Buying random, you know, things for bartering or, you know, buying, uh, yeah. you know, uh, overseas stock or, you know, right. whatever, whatever. There's, right. there's advice everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. P- personally, I have a financial advisor. His name's Brian. <laughs> um, and basically, he just tells me what to invest in and I do He's it. a complete lunatic. He is. But boy, has he made me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is all this is all good advice. Uh, we, you know, we we've been talking about investing stuff. We really have because mm-hmm. it, it is confusing out there. There's so many different things and a lot of different advice rolling around. And mm-hmm. you know, I didn't even know. It's one of those things that I always thought of that 
I didn't have time to to research because there's a dizzying array of books about stocks and what to invest in and when and all that stuff. So I never really took the time to do it until recently, um, just because I kind of figured I should probably take the time and figure it out. I got to like manage my retirement fund and all that stuff. So this is all really good advice and um, stuff that stuff that people should know about. So anyway, this this note card went viral, and now there's a book coming out about it. I guess which the, really? which the professor thinks is pretty funny because the whole point of it was it was supposed to be. <laughs> but the thing that makes sense about the book is that you read stuff like, you know. The the thing buy inexpensive, well diversified mutual funds such as Vanguard, Target, twenty XX funds. Like people don't know, like why should you do that? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what what's the what's the reasoning behind that? Uh, and, and stuff like that. So I, I can see why a book would a chapter for each point would make sense. Yeah, just giving some back because it's nice to know that it's based on sound ideas. Right. You know, not just taking some ivory tower, pointy headed. Right. You know. Hmm. Well, or some mutual fund advisor. Right. Or, you know, or somebody that, that creates mutual funds. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, like, the, the, the people that manage the oh, yes, for mutual yes, funds. Yes, you know, like, yeah. sometimes they'll come out with books about, like, why you should invest in these, you know. You know, mutual funds are great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway. I, yeah, it's all good stuff. And a lot of stuff I do actually follow. I mean, I don't follow all of it. Like, save 20% of your money. What? Who's saving 20% of the money? I don't save 50, 20%. baby. 50 is a number. 1.5% of my money. No, it's, it's 20, 20% is hard. It's pretty that's stout. A, that is a, that's a hard amount of money. I wonder if you means with all your retirement accounts and everything like that. Cause well, I think that's the goal. I, yeah. I, I would think that that would, I think he's saying if you can do that, you're, you're good. You're good to go. Because I mean, if you're thinking about it, that would, you could retire early. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> Brian's thought about it. <laughs> um, gentlemen, we barely knew ye. Yeah. Uh, no, Brian would never. You wouldn't retire from gentlemen, would you? You wouldn't leave your old buddy Glenn hanging, would you? Come on now. Actually, I, I wanted to bring this one up because I wanted to tell you that I'm, now. Having, I'm having my retirement party for you gentlemen would, next week. You want to do this now? <laughs> now that we're You're on invited. Wikipedia? I'm You're, you, and, <laughs> you and me are the only people that work on gentlemen. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wearing yeah. the hats and the party horns. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> five years of good service to the gentleman community. Well, this episode sucks. <laughs> has it been five years? It almost has. No, it's been four, I think. Next year. Yeah. Anyway, Glenn. Well, uh, you can catch all these links over at podcast.gentleman.com. I forgot to say that. Uh, we post all the links that we talk about. And so if you're interested in checking out this note, uh, index card full of finance, chock full of financial wisdom, mm. or any of the other posts we talk about, you can do so over at podcast.gentleman.com. I don't know what to say. <laughs> you often don't, Glenn. Um, wow. The, so the next time we're going to talk about, Glenn, is the toast this week. Mm. Gentleman toast. Every week we send a little uh, a little love out to somebody out mm. there. They're usually famous people. They're usually famous Just people. like today. Just like today. Usually people have died. Uh, unlike today unlike today yeah um, but definitely people that we appreciate and love that's sometimes. right exactly um, and this week I'm, I'm I've gotta give a toast out to my good friend and uh, incredible guy Ken Williams Ken to Ken uh, I bought a house a year ago mm-hmm. and at the time he he t- you know he kind of walked through with me and we had the worst room in the house was our downstairs guest bathroom it wasn't really a room it was the ceiling was falling down it was it was built for a hobbit i believe <laughs> um and it, it was it, let's just say the room was terrible it was in terrible shape it was really old everything was broken it needed some attention yeah exactly and so at the time he said well we'll, we'll you know we'll fix it up well a, a year later me and ken are still working on this bathroom and he's been so patient and awesome to come down like he he lives an hour and a half away from here, but he drives over every few weeks, and we knock out some part of the project. Uh, this last weekend, we we put in tile up uh, all weekend basically, and uh, I got a lot of respect for people that can do a good job, you know, finishing drywall, doing tile, uh, doing great painting like Steve does. Um, you know, it's it's impressive to do, and Ken's really good at it, and he he's taking the time to come up and help me through this whole process. Saved me a ton of money. Showed me a lot of st- a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have learned any other way. Um, he's a, he's a way better friend than me. <laughs> well, I was just sure. gonna say <laughs> uh, you're not getting a toast this week, Glenn. There's a reason for that. 
Uh, you know, no, but, uh, you would want me touching your bathroom. Uh, well, that would be that would be a bad. No, so, probably. what do you want, the Jackson Pollock? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I just want to give a give a shout out to to Ken uh, for helping me with all the stuff, and not only that, being a great friend uh, to me as well. In addition to all the all the help he's given me, he's a good dude, and he makes you you see pictures of Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. and he is like. He dressed as Johnny Cash for Halloween last year. Oh uh, no, Kenny Rogers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's what I meant. Kenny yeah. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Spot on. Yeah, it was spot on. I-, I thought I was talking to Kenny Rogers most of the night. I know. I, I had know. a lot of whiskey, but yeah. You know. Well, yeah. <laughs> you see more than Kenny Rogers. I was like, so the other. gambler. <laughs> oh, such a good. Remind me again. When yeah. do you hold him and when do you fold him? <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, that was great. Uh, that was great. His girlfriend was Dolly Parton. So yes, that that was a cool costume mm-hmm. that they did. Uh, he he definitely definitely fit the bill, Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Well, Ken Ken, if you're listening, and we know you're not because nobody listens to the thing in, in like past ten minutes. Yeah. But if you but was, maybe on someday. the off chance, Ken, that yeah. you're listening, yeah, Brian loves you. Yeah, like a friend. Gosh, Glenn. He, I don't think you need to, to, to designate that. Of course. Uh, <laughs> this is a very revealing episode. Oh, man. Uh, people are finding out all kinds of stuff. Ah. Uh, uh. Anyway. You think we're better than Beavis and Butthead, right? No. We got a we're review on worse. iTunes that said we were... Uh, we were way worse than Beavis and Butthead. We are <laughs> We are like Beavis and Butthead. Um, okay, Glenn. Well. Yep. Uh, mm. Anyway, so let's move on. <laughs> after after that... Uh, Sorry, Ken. You're uh, really an awesome guy. I yeah. shouldn't have trampled on Brian's toast. No, you shouldn't have. Um, well, speaking of trampling on things, Glenn, it's time for the... Uh, Hot Buddy! Topic. Um, and this week, Glenn, uh, look, there's, look, there is a little bit of controversy going around that I'm sure everyone's heard about. Everyone. This is all over the news. Gripping the nation. This is like probably the most important sports event that has happened in the last 20 years. Mm. I mean, this is just a crazy, crazy thing <laughs> that some school did during their halftime show. The band comes out. It's football season. It's football season. Yep. Uh, the band comes out, and they're doing a show about Star Wars and Star Trek. Okay? Oh, it was Star Wars, too. It was like space movies that was the theme of the, th- of the marching band show. And during the show, they formed a, a I don't know what you call it. Star Trek. Um, they, they, the, formed, they formed the, the Starship ship. Enterprise. Starship Enterprise. And then they formed the mascot of their rival school. The most noble rival they have. KU. The Jayhawk. Right. We're talking about K-State and Kansas, the Kansas State University, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. case you weren't putting that together. Mm-hmm. And apparently, they, they during the show, I was there, mm-hmm. they said something like, the alien ship is attacking the Enterprise, and it, then they formed the Jayhawk, yep. and then they had like the beak. Of the Jayhawk trying to take a bite out of the Enterprise. Wait, is it, I think it was just there. I didn't even think it was trying to take a bite. Yeah, just... it moved into the it moved into the beak, <laughs> and the beak tried to take a bite. Really? I didn't Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, anyway. So, somebody posted a video of the show on the internet. Okay? Yes. And they made a comment hey, about... should I link this up in, on Gentleman? Should I post this uh, video on Gentleman? We should probably should, yeah. Should um, I do that, Brian? Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anyway, Glenn, so the, the point is, somebody linked up a video. They made a video of it on television. <laughs> and they they linked it up. And they, um, they said that they, they thought, in their minds, it resembled something other than... The Starship Enterprise. So just to paint a picture as delicately as possible, because mm-hmm. I know we have children ears listening. I know you're all sitting around the uh, radio in mm-hmm. your living room yep. listening to this with the family. Yeah. Uh, the Jayhawk's mouth was open. Right. And, and he the was Enterprise... Trying to take a bite of the dip inter- of the Enterprise inter- spaceship. the Jayhawk's mouth. Right. And it resembled something else. It did. 
That's what they. That's what they say. Allegedly. But, allegedly. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the point is that they. It was all over the news that this uh, this band director mm-hmm. had intentionally created this scene that appeared to mimic some kind of sexual thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to say, I was at the show. Mm-hmm. I was there at the game. I watched the video, and. <sighs> Just because some Yahoo on the internet attaches some weird me- look when it, you it, and I, it was a K State fan that said it. You and no, it wasn't. It, it most no. it was a KU fan at a K State football game. Oh my gosh, they weren't at the game. They had tape. Oh, uh, the, the it was they were okay. Okay, it was a K State fan. Mm-hmm. KU fan. Anyway, the um, the point is that um, whether or not. Emphasis on not, it was a K-State fan, Mm -hmm. and it definitely was a KU fan, Mm. Uh, but whether or not that's the case. Mm -hmm. um, The point is, so there was such an outrage over this halftime marching band show that it's been all over the news, and... And the interwebs. And K-State had to issue a public apology. Yes. They're fining the... The band director five thousand dollars. What seriously? And they're they're making him they're suspending him for the KU game. The KU K State football game. That's right. In Lawrence? Uh, no. I'd be at home. Yeah. Are we? I don't know. Well, yeah. Regardless. Anyway, uh, I didn't know they find him five thousand dollars for a band director who probably makes not that. Well, I mean, I don't know how much the band director makes, but I mean, sixty thousand. I, it's less than a hundred thousand, right? Yeah, and it, I don't think it was the main band director, was it? I think it was. Okay, yeah. well, who knows? Yeah, but I'm anyway. just I'm just spitballing here. I don't. So it's a lot of money for the common folk. It is. It is. I mean, they find professional athletes that much money. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, I think it's a little bit. So my my contention is that I think that there's been a little bit of an overreaction to the to the fan base. Well, <clears throat> full disclosure here, in case you haven't picked up by now, Brian. Is a K State alum and fan, and I. But I'm unbiased. But he's unbiased, and I am a KU fan and alum, and also unbiased. Uh, and I also, <clears throat> when it comes down to it, I I would agree with Brian. I think this is a bit. This is this is. Now I will say this. All right. Y- y- why why even put a Jayhawk there, Brian? Why? Uh, why even? Why even put that there? Right? You weren't playing the Jayhawks. You were playing South Dakota something something, some mm-hmm. directional school in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Well, in college football, there's these things called rivalries, Glenn. <laughs> and I don't know about these because right, I'm right. a KU football fan. And that's right. Our rivalry is our coach. Um, and so that's the thing is that it was supposed to be a lighthearted. Mm, a it jab? was supposed to be a lighthearted jab at our. A friendly jab at our rivals. Friendly, yeah, but very friendly jab. Very, very, very friendly, friendly jab. I just, I feel like this was a situation where <clears throat> K State had to do too much political correctness. Oh. I feel like they should have just said, "Yeah, he did a Jayhawk." It, it wasn't what you, what the internet thought it was, and if you don't get it, then sorry, you know. But apparently, the Big Twelve. <laughs> Uh, came down on him for for what they had done, and I don't know if I want to be in a conference that this is gonna this is gonna you're gonna start conference realignment with maybe uh, maybe K State should go independent, <laughs> be the Notre Dame of the Midwest exactly of the other mm-hmm. part of the Midwest exactly. Um, wow, wow. Uh, I will say a bold line here. I will say mm-hmm. that this band director mm-hmm. at K State. Mm-hmm. The K-State marching band was named among the best in the land under this guy's direction last year. They received the Sudler Trophy, which is given every two years to recognize the top marching band in the U.S. Wow. And so, and it says here from the president, they're so proud of of Dr. Trace uh, for this accomplishment. um, Which president is that? Kirk Schultz. Of the president? Of K-State. Oh, not of the United States. No. Okay. Uh, Barack Obama. Barack Obama. I'm sure also <laughs> sends his congratulations and his disapproval for the <sighs> Jayhawk uh, well, fiasco. Here's what here's what I have to say about this, Brian. One, I was all right. <clears throat> I was a band nerd. I played in marching band all through high school. Wow. I, I, I I'll wear it. You know. I also was an athlete. Okay. <clears throat> right. I can believe that. Right. So I I danced too. Mm-hmm. I was on both sides of the line here. Okay. 
Yeah. And when you have marching band formations, they move and they're fluid. Mm-hmm. And, that was bad choice of words. They move and they yes. were, you know, so things move around and whatever. And mm-hmm. I really do believe it. I don't think it was supposed to be. I, I, you I watch honest, it and it really it really does look pretty pretty. It's not supposed to. It, it, it looks look, like two things coming yeah. together. I think it, I really do think it was misfortunate. Somebody said, "Oh, that's a blank," you know, right? And 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 you know, yeah. Somebody and it's like one of those things where you you don't notice it until you look at it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, but people are like dissecting like the diagram. So the the <laughs> the, the, the band director case did actually posted the diagram, and it, it. I mean, it's exactly what they did. And people are like, no, no, no. Look at the tail end of the ship; it's flaring out. That wasn't what. Yeah. It's like the, the thing moves. Like yeah. it's not like it's supposed to. Right. <clears throat> anyway. I think it's ridiculous. Well, and I'm a KU fan, right? right? Mm-hmm. I should be taking a slight... I should be... Brian and I should be dueling right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, here's what I think, Brian. This whole... You may recall a hot-button topic about six months ago-ish having to do with the chicken wing. Oh, yeah. The on inc- a KU the, basketball player. The infamous player. chicken wing incident. Uh, chicken wing doesn't happen. Maybe we don't have this. Maybe we don't have this problem. But some maybe. band director's got a role, okay? Mm-hmm. That's all mm-hmm. I'm going to say. Somebody had to pay. It was a bit. Seriously, though, <laughs> like, take the fall. Five percent. I mean, that's like five, at least five percent of his income, right? I don't know. It's I don't know gotta how much be the number one band director in the country makes. <laughs> I don't know. Two percent. I, I don't know. It's a lot of money for it an is. average for 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 uh, not average for anybody. That's probably who's like not you're a professional. Getting fined five thousand dollars. It's uh, gonna sting. It's well, that's like my taxes. Yeah, but right. freelance taxes. But yes, <sighs> yeah. I, I think it was a bit brutal, and the big, I mean, I really don't, who cares, you know, like, it's just, it's a marching band. Um, yeah. And I was telling Brian earlier today, we were joking about this, and, uh, you know, I, I the, it's funny because K, the KU marching band could do whatever they wanted, and nobody would notice because there's no one at the football <laughs> games, let alone videotaping it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know, Glenn. <clears throat> Is this the end of marching band rivalries? I think they should be in straight lines and right. play the fight song and get off the stage that's or right. get off the field. I mean, I don't know if they should even be able to do the fight song. No, that's kind of that's kind of confrontational. I think maybe just like do the national anthem <laughs> again, again, pledge of allegiance, pledge of allegiance, national anthem, and then get out. And then maybe like a Leonard Skinner song, all in a straight, straight sweet home Alabama, sweet home Alabama, and then well, or free that bird. was a yeah, free that's bird. kind of regional though. So you can't be mm. regional about stuff. You know what I mean? Who, oh, you could do a Kansas band. You could do a, a, the Kansas. band Kansas. You could do Carry On Wayward Son. There you go. Now, we'll have to vet the lyrics to make right. sure it doesn't offend anybody. Mm-hmm. Maybe Dust in the Wind. Dust in the... Uh, that's about dying. Yeah, that's true. We can't You don't want anybody dying in a right. football field. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'd have to look into that. I think the sub it, the subtext about that is concussions. Right. Football field. Plus, the band's, the band's called Kansas, not Kansas State. So oh, oh, well, I'm That would I'm be partial like favoritism. That well, yeah, Kansas. A little bit... That's no. just the name of the state, Brian. You shouldn't mm-hmm. shouldn't take offense to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, I hope that I hope that the whole like politically correct thing. It's fun to have rivalries in college. Back in the day, people would do stuff. They scrapped. Like, yeah. They fisticuffed. Exactly. They were they were getting after each other all the time back in the day, and now now it's just like unheard of, I guess, to do anything that. You know, it was the Starship Enterprise and a Jayhawk. I yeah. mean, how ridiculous is that sound? Like, that's how that's how kind of emasculated. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say emasculated. Yeah, maybe whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but seriously though, I mean, like you go look at videos of of. I mean, there's like a. I know there's like a KU basketball game. I think with Missouri, where literally there was a brawl. Yeah, like they broke like punches flying mm-hmm. everywhere, and it wasn't like pushing and refs getting in the middle. It was like. A ball of people punching each other and teeth flying and yeah, people don't well, do that anymore. I mean, who's the legendary Missouri football or basketball coach that he? This is true. He would come to Kansas. Norm and Stewart. Norm Stewart would. There was such a rivalry between he hated Kansas so much mm-hmm. that he made it a point to drive in and drive out of both KU and K State and never spend a dime. So he would drive down to like. Wouldn't fill up the gas tanks. Exactly. Wouldn't even fill up the gas tanks in Kansas of their buses that they took over to, yep. to go to the game. Yeah. That's how, I mean, and I remember Lon Kruger, who was a, co- who was a coach at K-State in the 80s, uh, I remember seeing a video of him nearly go get into a fight with Norm Stewart on court 
during a game. Yeah, I've seen that video. They were it's pretty both awesome. Screaming at each other, you know, and you thought that there was going to be a fight breaking out. You know, would that even fly fight, today? Fight, fight. There would oh. be a there. They they'd be fine. The coaches would be fined. They would have to apologize. Mm-hmm. The Big Twelve would say, you know, this is unacceptable, all that stuff. Well, it's kind of cooler when you can <laughs> do it how it is instead of how. It's sports. People want it to be. Yeah, exactly. People are competitive. And, and, and this is just a marching band. This is band. just a marching band. <laughs> We're sitting here talking about the marching band at a halftime show. I would love to see marching band fights. How yeah. great would that be? Yeah. we should. That, that should have resolved it. You know? That's right. All right. Get your first chair from each section. Come out to the middle of the field at halftime. We're going to brawl. You know, I think, they, I think you should have done an eye for an eye, actually. It should have been... The KU marching band, instead of punishing the K-State marching band guy, they should have told the KU marching band, okay, you can you can do whatever formations you want to to make fun of the K-State Wildcats. <laughs> and then see what they come up with. That would be cooler. Yeah, I guess. We're still talking about a marching band. <laughs> Gentleman podcast. Well, we've sunk pretty low. Mm-hmm. We've gone lower. I just Maybe. can't believe this is such big news. I mean, I saw it was like a big headline on ESPN today. ESPN, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That poor band director. Oh, he's getting thrown under the bus right now. I tell you what, he, he probably doesn't even know anything about football. Probably not. Oh, know. I'm painting with a wide brush there. He probably does. I don't know, Blaine. Anyway, well, hopefully they get that resolved. I, uh, I for one, really hope that he he apologizes to the entire KU nation because. It's just so unfortunate and terrible that something like that would take place. Just awful. Just terrible. It is It is pretty awful. I'll give you that much, Brian. It just hurts so many people. You know what I mean? Just really, really hurts them. Terribly. <laughs> um, anyway, Glenn. Uh, time for our final thing that we're going to talk about tonight, which is the questions from the gentleman mailbag. Uh, speaking of rivalries... Mm. And eye for an eye. Yes. Glenn, uh, I thought this was an interesting question that we both should answer. Okay. And go on record for. Okay. Um, for all time. And uh, the question is, if you could throw a pie in anyone's face mm-hmm. in all of history, mm-hmm. who would it be? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought about this a little bit. And I, mm-hmm. I, there's a couple people floating around, but I think the one that... Came to the very top for me mm-hmm. was uh, was Hitler. That's a very I, common answer. I would honestly. prefer to throw more than a pie, mm-hmm. but if I had a pie, right? If I could leave it, because I, th- I I I know a lot of people associate pie throwing with you know haha and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know this is a joke. Right. I'd throw it in Hitler's face because right. he was all about appearances and maybe like a a pie with a rock in inside <laughs> with a it. shiv inside of yeah. it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd shiv his yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd make a pie shift. That's for actually that. a very common answer to that question. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that going to be your answer? No. Oh, okay. No, I have something completely different. Oh, went in a different direction. I also. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I don't want to. Yeah. On the off chance, one of them is. Oh yours. no, it's definitely not mine. Oh well, yeah. I was also. I was. It's either that or taking the other. The other tack was Abraham Lincoln. Really? Because you know he always had the top hat and the beard. I figured it'd be a lot to clean up. Mm-hmm. And he's also you know pretty pretty outgoing, funny guy. Right. You know he'd probably have something funny to say about it. Like, right. Oh well. He has like very insightful. Uh, th- based a, on the a movie, pie today, yeah, makes me taller and wiser. <laughs> <laughs> based on the movie Abraham Lincoln, yes, in which he is portrayed as being uh, incredibly smooth and quick-witted. I believe that for every situation he was in, based mm-hmm. on this movie, that he had an insightful, incredibly intelligent comment to make about everything. Now, that's my relative you're talking about. That's right. Okay. You're related to. I'm a direct descendant. Right. Cousins, 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 cousin of Abraham. Of a cousin. Mm-hmm. Once removed. That's my. So basically, you're Abraham Lincoln. I, is what I'm saying. I, look. Yeah. I may not have gotten the, the height gene from him, mm-hmm. but I got the beard gene. Look, I don't think they should have hired Daniel Day Lewis to, <laughs> to play Lincoln. I think. I think. Uh, four, four score. Yeah. Seven years ago. I think I'm sitting next to the uh, <laughs> the modern embodiment of Abraham Lincoln. I mean, that movie would have failed hard. That would have been interesting. Unknown cast as lead. Let's attack. I say so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would I would go in a different direction. I think the uh, 
person that I would pick, and this goes sort of along the lines of what uh, look, I just did it. I just did it off basically the first thing that came to my mind of somebody okay. that I want to hit in the face with the pie, mm. and that would be Bo Pelini. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is it with you K-State fans always going after somebody else? Bo Pelini. Uh, in addition to... Look, I'm sure he's a fine guy. Okay? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. And <clears throat> whatever. But one point... Never mind. I take that back. He's not a fine guy. <laughs> I would... I would love to hit this guy in the face with a pie. Yes. Because one time, once, after a K-State... Nebraska football game. He walked up to Bill Snyder, legendary uh, coach. I mean, you know, really classy guy, basically. Yeah. And called him an a hole after the game. <laughs> and uh, you just don't do that. That's really, you just don't do that. Uncool. Um, so if I had the chance to, I mean, you know, if I had the chance to do something like that to, to Bo Pelini, I would absolutely do that. Pie with a shiv, not pie with a shiv. Rock, just, pie just with a rock. A, no, just a, just a, just a, a, a strongly thrown a nice, pie. A nice, solid, yeah, solid pie throw. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just with a good follow through. Just an embarrassing face full of pie mm. would be good for that dude. So I gotta ask. You probably know the answer to this question. So after this incident, I think Pelini was an assistant coach. He right, was in Nebraska, and that was when he was assistant too, which is even somewhat worse to me that it was he wasn't a head coach by this point. It was right. an assistant calling a head coach, some staff. young upstart. So he became head coach, and Nebraska mm-hmm. was in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Was Snyder coaching then? I believe so. For like, there was an overlap of just a little bit. So that first game where the two head coaches meet and shake hands and mm-hmm. say, "Ho ho, how about this game?" Yeah, how was that? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. You don't know, really? Mm-mm. There's no video of this somewhere? There's a there there's there's photos of them shaking after a game. Incredibly brief handshakes, you know. Um I don't know. Son have a worthers. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> let's, so let's that's put this into perspective. That's who I would choose. Now now just for the record, why was Bo Pelini upset? Because K State was running the score up on them, supposedly. <sighs> what was the score? I don't remember. A lot to I think I believe it was, uh, yeah, that would have been like the the L. Roberson game where we went to Nebraska and and beat them pretty soundly. Ooh, oh, in Nebraska mm-hmm. in the Big House. Ooh, yeah. uh, which doesn't happen very often. It's to their credit, you know, Nebraska yeah, is a, a, obviously a place. storied yeah. program, and and had they were on the right side of the the win column against us for many 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 years, like thirty years or something, and then. Snyder started kind of beating them every now and again, and apparently didn't sit very well with Pelini when they did. Man, I've known some Nebraska football fans, and they are they take they take football pretty seriously. Yeah. So you come into you come into uh, Nebraska's mm-hmm. stadium and whip around a little bit. They're not going to be happy. Yeah. Well, but but I would I would counter that with maybe play better. Yeah. Or don't suck. Right. Right. Well, it's not the Nebraska fan base that called Snyder an a hole. <laughs> Uh, but it was somebody that worked for Nebraska that did. So, well, anyway, then that's who I would choose. That's a good choice. I think that because it's such a whimsical mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it would really irritate him. That's what I. Oh yeah, I would do. He wouldn't like that. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. You know, you could. Uh... Shoot, I always forget this guy's name. Which guy? Michigan coach Harbaugh? Yeah. You know, you could have you could have said the uh, near almost coach of KU football, Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could throw a pie in his face, right? That would have been good. Yep. Because um, mm-hmm. a lot of football coaches, because they're they're really serious about stuff. They are. You know, Harbaugh not so much because he's like joking around about stuff. You know what I mean? He's just crazy. Yeah, he's just kind of kind of out there. You're not going to know what weird. he's going to do. Yeah, but you think about somebody like Nick Saban. He's very serious. Pete Carroll. That'd yeah. be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nick Saban. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a very good one. Yeah, uh, West Miles. Yeah, that'd be fun. He's kind of he's kind of out there like Harbaugh though. He's kind of weird. True. Dude. What Urban Meyer? Oh, that'd Urban be Meyer. Great. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that'd be good. Yeah, maybe somebody will do it, and then I, I don't know what would happen. They're gonna find the band directors. What they're gonna do? Yeah, band director is going down. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> okay, Glenn. Well, now we got that settled. That's all we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that's yeah, that's all we got. That's it. We're done for. Finally, finally. Um, and we're, and we're, do you think we're off on our review of this beer, Brian? I think. Does it hold to that seventy-seven? I think the seventy-seven is right. The right. They got to keep working on their craft. I think so. So they're right there. The breakfast ale is good. Yeah, I, I really. I mean, seriously, you could have this for breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like sweet enough, and you know, it's kind of like got a little bit of coffee in with it. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard to have beer for breakfast, though. Yeah, unless it was the hair of the as dog. As much as I like beer, the only time I do that is when I'm at Winfield. <laughs> But that, the rule book kind of gets thrown out there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Well, um, all right, that was episode 71. Looking forward to episode 72, which will take place in two weeks. Two weeks. You're going to two weeks right now. Mark your calendars. Um, Set your Apple Watches. That's right. Set your... Yes. Um, anyway, I am Brian McKinney. I'm good, Sansbury. We'll see you guys for episode 72. Thanks for listening to episode 71. Live long and prosper. Mm-hmm.